Welcome to the Red Letter Christians podcast. Red Letter Christians gets our name from the Bibles that highlight the words of Jesus in red. And we're aspiring to live as if Jesus meant the stuff he said. We know that the loudest, most prominent voices representing Christianity in America haven't always been the most beautiful or the most faithful voices. And we know that the way we change the narrative is by changing the narrators. We are committed to amplifying the voices of people who are dedicated to Jesus and to justice. How much longer will justice when Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening in. And it's going to be a really special half hour or so together here. Uh, one of the organizations that I think is... Um, is absolutely creating bright light and beautiful love and community healing and restoring communities all over the country and really has ripples around the world is a group called the Christian Community Development Association. That's a pretty big title, but we a lot of us just call it CCDA. And uh, yes. it's uh, at ccda.org. And from the very earliest days of uh, our community and on the north side of Philadelphia, the simple way we've we've been um, just enmeshed in the world and, and the work and the values and kind of principles of CCDA, um, it's it's created this kind of connecting the dots all over the country. When you see beautiful work happening in the city, you and you you can often track track the roots back to CCDA. So I've got two of the core leaders of CCDA that are my guests today. Uh, Lorenza Watson, who is the interim uh, president and CEO of CCDA, leading yes. that community these days. Welcome, bro. Good to see you. It's great to see you as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we don't just have one. We've got two. Uh, Myra Macedo Noan is the uh, chair of the board now. I think she's worn a lot of different hats over the years, but has really been a steady uh, uh, cornerstone and leader within CCDA. So good to see you, sister. <laughs> good to be with you. Thanks for having me. So I, I was telling Lorenzo a little like over the years. So the, when I first bumped into CCDA was when I was in undergrad at Eastern University. And one mm -hmm. of my best friends who became my roommate was Jonathan Lupton, who his father was one of the, the folks in those original mm -hmm. meetings that gave birth to CCDA. And then right. we hosted the annual conference in Philly and had Dr. Perkins and a lot of the folks that have been uh sort of the elders of CCDA here. And I mean, it's just kind of, and we, we've tried to show up. I was on the board for a while, but I think for folks that don't know about CCDA, um, tell us just a little bit of the backdrop and kind of the, uh, you, you know, there's, there's this essence to it. There's like core principles and values. So Lorenzo, we can start with you, man. And we'll go to Myra and hear a little bit about uh, for folks, the elevator pitch for folks that don't know what CCDA is. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, CCDA, much like you've described, it's it's a remarkable place. It's a, it's a community of believers who have dedicated themselves to loving God and loving their neighbor in the most marginalized communities within our country. Uh, so these are not folks who want to stand on the periphery, but they want to share life um, with life's most vulnerable. Um, mm -hmm. 
in, in, in a in a sense of mutuality, right? So it's not a, a paternalistic love or you know a, a saviorism in which people are trying to enter into communities to to uh, uh, like put change on other others. It's about being with uh, in in every aspect of of life. And like you said, it started over thirty years ago with a group of believers who were doing just that. Uh, they created a space for them to be able to get together and to share best practices and keep each other encouraged. And um, I just just love the Lord together. And yeah. we we are happy and excited to be able to continue that legacy uh, to this day. And um, the the family continues to grow and communities continue to change. Yeah. yeah. Myra, what, what, what would you want to add to that? Is, is especially, I think, you know, as we think of there, there is this, this, um, over the years developed this philosophy of Christian community mm-hmm. development, like the, these, these real things that are distinctives, right? I don't know if you want to say any more about, you know, what, what gives that definition to CCDA? Sure. Yeah. I really love just kind of got, um, going off of what Lorenzo shared about this group of people that came together over 30 years ago, there were some commonalities, right? These, these people were living in communities, you know, on the ground, doing work, really mm-hmm. understanding um, scripture in a in a way that was not um, perhaps popular or yeah. most popular, you know, it's this really integrated gospel, like the good news has to be good news to somebody who is unhoused, to a single mom, to a, a messed up education system, you know, that is producing uh, black and brown kids that don't get the same education as other kids in our country. So they're, they're, they're approaching this in this way that is just so real and so really central um, to the gospel in a really holistic way. And so then they they had to decide on a framework, right? How do mm-hmm. we continue to teach this? And it was always this thing of like, these are the people that agree with me. And then it, it's grown into, these are more people that agree with us, right? Mm-hmm. People who are like, yeah, they're crazy, just like me. Like, you know, in our communities, not everybody understands the gospel in this holistic way, but we do. And this is why we gather. And so the framework then developed, you know, around first it started with the three R's, reconciliation, redistribution and relocation, really talking about place and relationships with one another and where is power and where are the resources and where they, where should they be? And then other things were added, like leadership development, empowerment, making sure the church is at the core, making sure we're listening to the people who are in the community and really looking at the at the whole picture and the whole person yeah. and the whole community. Definitely. Yeah. And and that uh, I think one of the 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 things that everybody shares in common, right, is a love for Jesus yes. and a love for their neighborhood. And especially neighborhoods right. that other folks might find hard to love or they might not be as excited about. But there's this passion for place, right? For this neighborhood yes. that may have been home forever, may be a new home, but it's it's uh there's a vision for that neighborhood. And I think that's one of the things that drew me uh, like also kind of uh perplexed me because you got folks that have all different views maybe on economics or politics. And Bob Lupton was one of those, right? They I mm-hmm. Myra, I told uh Lorenzo that when we were starting when, when things were just starting to stir, we didn't even have a 501c3 nonprofit. You know, we were just a little movement. And uh Bob who is very different I mean he he I've heard him define himself as a responsible capitalist and he's done a lot of work kind of um deconstructing toxic charity and you know how yeah. you can try to help but really hurt and all that stuff uh, and he, I knew that he didn't agree with everything we were doing because uh, we we said we're not, we don't want to be a nonprofit. We want to be an anti-profit organization. 
And uh, but he wrote us the first check we ever got in order to become a nonprofit. And there's this like ability to hold some tensions and to and to respect people because they had their feet on the ground. I mean, that's one of the things that I've felt at CCDA that you got these different people might arrive at different solutions to um, you know economics and how to create income in the neighborhood or what to do about police or something like that. There might be some different views, but what you, it's hard to argue because people all have a lot of like, they've got a lot of water under the bridge, right? They, they, they're, they're, their feet are in their neighborhood. So um, when you look at that, you know, these kind of growing pains that have happened over the years, there's new people that have come in, like, one of the things is you got this intergenerational thing, right? You got some of these elders yes. like Dr. Perkins and Vera May that are, you know, uh, uh, in their nineties now or almost there. And you got others that are 18 years old that they're are coming into this movement. And so how do you, how do you uh, tell me what we've learned about holding those tensions <laughs> and, you know, bringing mm. new people into old wineskins and all that. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a necessary part of life, right? It, we it's um when when you think about um if even if we just sort of take like an ecological view of this, right? It's uh, diversity of expression, diversity of existence. It's necessary for the persistence of life. And you know, over the years, I believe that that has been one of the beautiful things of CCDA is that you bring all of these different voices. Uh, together um, or or at the ta- at the table to use that metaphor, but we're all eating together, right? We're all sharing, we're all cooking and contributing our little slice of the kingdom to this sort of this pie that we're going to partake in. I'm butchering that metaphor, but <laughs> but but it's but it it is this shared commitment to each other and to our neighbors that that keeps us there, and we recognize that. No one person has all of the answers and that when we allow people to show up as their authentic self, as God has created them, that they can they, they contribute things that give us life in unexpected ways. Mm. And when they allow us to do the same thing, we have this emergence of what we call the beloved community. But that beloved community underneath is all of these diverse voices showing up authentically as God has created them. And I think yeah. you're absolutely right. That That is a key part of who CCDA is. Yeah, Myra, you want to say more about that? Especially, I think, this idea of like, what are the, how, how do you discern those things that are like steadfast core values yeah. that should never change? But also, how do you freshen things up or add to that or say, you know, this has changed in 20 years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, and definitely, I, I love the way you describe that, Lorenzo, and it is really so true of the essence of what CCDA is and the community that exists there. Um, but you know, it's, it hasn't been without its challenges. Right. I think that the that educate uh, the uh, generational tensions are some of the hardest tensions that we're experiencing in every in every sector in every space. You know, leadership transition succession, that sort of thing. It's just, it's always a struggle. Um, I think it's been a struggle in in ways even more challenging than other challenges that we've had in mm-hmm. society as of late. Um, and, and, you know, it's just a, the, it's a commitment to the, to the reason that we're there, right? 
Um, that was a commitment of the elders that were there, and we have to continue to change. And so even though we have, you know, I kind of listed off our, our core philosophy, we're asking questions, and we've actually been asking questions and made modifications along the way to how we talk about things to make sure that, you know, where is where are some of these things, uh, you know, still kind of colonial? Um, and so we're asking yeah. those questions, and, and we're currently in a process of of reexamining and and trying to reframe that. And what I really love, and Lorenzo and I were we were together at the last conference, and we we're talking with with Dr. Perkins. And you know, this stuff is like you know, some things like these can be sacred cows, right, Shane? I mean, you you probably have all kinds of stories. You were like the young one in the midst of like all these older folks back then, yeah. <laughs> if you were eighteen <laughs> years old or whatever back then. Um, and and so, um, but Dr. Perkins, he I think he's in a place where he wants this to go on, and it's not going to go on in the same way that it has always been, right? And so, I think he's getting increasingly excited about what that looks like and what the language is for the future. What really captivates the minds and hearts of young people that want to be in communities the way that the elders have been all their lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even t- today, I got my uh, uh, weekly. Uh, email link to, or to uh, join Bible study with Dr. Perkins. You know, I mean, yes. that, that love for the Bible and just the, uh, that when he does Bible study, you know, still uh, uh, every morning we kick off the CCDA annual conference with Bible study with Dr. Perkins. But there's also like all kinds of new voices, new energy, new ideas, like you saying, like deconstructing some things that need to be uh, rethought. Um and I, I'd love for you to, but I should reintroduce you guys just for a second for folks just tuning in. Uh, I'm Shane Claiborne hosting the show here every week. Um, and this week we're having a conversation with Lorenzo Watson, who is the interim CEO and president of CCDA, the Christian Community Development Association. And we've got uh, double uh uh, are like uh, t- we're double teaming today with Myra Macedo Noan, who is the uh, she's a chair of the board, but she's also just been a, a key leader for CCDA for so many years. And if you all aren't familiar with CCDA, you can go to ccda.org. But it's one of, I think, the most prolific and redemptive things happening uh, all over the U.S., connecting the dots of grassroots organizations that are really, really diverse. I mean, some of them are mm-hmm. rescue missions and emergency relief for folks on the street and others are doing macro policy change on immigration and other issues like but we're all one of the things that we we all hold in common is a deep grounded love for Jesus and our faith That's love right. for scripture um and also belief in the local church so this is all real church rooted work but it's it's um it, it, there's also this sense that we we've all got our feet on the ground in real neighborhoods and out of that, this is where I want to go with y'all, is, is out of that, I mean, part of loving our neighbor is mm-hmm. not ignoring the policies um, and systemic uh, things that are destroying their lives, inequities in the education system, like gun violence on our streets. Um, we need to do a better job at welcoming immigrants. I mean, these are all really like not partisan things. They're faith things, right? They're, they're like an extension of love and loving our neighbor. But, they, you know, they can feel um, like controversial or divisive things. Yeah. And yet CCDA has never uh, shied away from talking about those things. But they've been able to like hold some tensions. But um, 
you want to talk a little bit about like how you've navigated that and why we we have to talk about uh, the justice side of things, not just the charity and compassion side, because you you've always we've done that so well. I mean, uh, yeah, Lorenzo, you want to start, man? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And once again, I mean, it, you know, you're you're CCD through and through, right? So I, I absolutely agree with what you just said. You know, it's you know, fighting against systemic injustices, right? Showing up as advocates for and with um, our neighbors is is intricate to what we do at as um, CCDA or CCD people. Um, you know, it's it's like you said, it's not enough to just simply try to rescue people from the consequences of injustice, the out the sort of the symptoms of injustice. Uh, we have to be dedicated to getting to the root of those issues and and just unrooting those things from our society at every stage. Yeah. Uh, and like we were saying earlier, you know, no one voice holds the the ultimate solution. And so, if if we really want to get to to the deep parts of this, we have to collaborate. And so, here again, it's that commitment to the word. It's that commitment to each other. Um, that allows us the, the fortitude to find those systemic and political solutions uh, that, that are necessary. Yeah. Myra, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I think I, probably the journey for people who are doing community development or connected to CCDA is this. They started doing something, right? Like maybe they mm-hmm. started working with kids in a tutoring program or something like that. And it, it wasn't long before they realized what some of the barriers were, right? Like they could keep showing up every week and doing homework with someone. And then they started to see like what the barriers are actually for the success of that student. And it had to do with what their parents were experiencing. Like maybe they had an undocumented parent, you know, and they couldn't focus at school or, or, you know, their, their, their parents weren't making even minimum wage, you know, they, they weren't making a living to be able to feed everyone and the kids are hungry. And so you start to, to realize what these barriers are and you, you have this relationship with this precious human and you're like, what else can I do? Right. So then you have yeah. to start asking questions about policy and it has to, it, it may even challenge, you know, what you've thought about politics you know, growing up all your life, even in church. And Mm -hmm. so you start asking these questions and you realize these problems are way bigger. Um, And so we have to actually look at like, what is happening in the city? What is happening in the school district? What is happening in our state? What are the policies that are impacting? What's coming up on these elections? What are these platforms? You know, how are the things actually going to change that make, you know, people's time invested in a kid in a neighborhood actually, actually, you know, bring fruit, right? Because you're just hitting up against a brick wall. And so you can't ignore those things after a while. I think that's kind of how we get there. Yeah. And I I have to say that, you know, as we're recording this, I just got back from Nashville, Tennessee, where we Mm -hmm. uh, were in the streets uh, uh, prayerfully, nonviolently, but passionately um, uh, crying out against some of the injustices that are happening in Tennessee. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, but in some ways, Tennessee is one of the many eyes of the storm of the sort of crossroads that we're at. Whether we're going to talk about Martin Luther King in our history class, <laughs> you know, like, um, right. how we're, we're you Ooh. know, um, Tennessee still uh, got um, the electric chair. So we've been trying to abolish mm-hmm. the death penalty. You know, um, 
our friends Justin Jones and uh, and Justin Pierce were were kicked out of the uh, legislature. So we were with them yesterday, and there were tons of CCDA folks, you know. But there feel you know it feels like there is this cultural and especially in the church this sensitivity that well that's a little too political. Let's mm-hmm. stay with the spiritual things and the saving the souls. But CCDAs always thought deeper about that, right? That's right. And that's right. Uh, because and and we're not partisan, but we we've got to have moral courage right now. And I, I thought maybe you could say a little bit about about, I mean, you know, for such a time as this, we're living in a time where silence is complicity in a lot of ways. Like Dr. King, who's so passionate about racial reconciliation and healing and justice, he also wrote the letter from the Birmingham jail. And he talked about, you know, that true peace is not just the absence of tension and conflict, but the presence of justice. And so, um, this might make some people uncomfortable to talk about systemic racism, um, but how do you do that like in a way that does uh, th- there's also this tendency in in some progressive circles to be um to use the same theological policing this moral self-righteousness and superiority that doesn't kind of realize that people can change right and so there's yeah. i've always felt that real openness at ccda so i don't know if you want to say a little bit more about like what the current moment demands of us and how we still leave a place at the table for someone who's asking these questions for the first time mm. myra you want you want to start on that yeah one thing that i've learned in the last you know four, five, six years, I think more than anything, we need more grace right now. You know, we're just so short on it. And it's understandable why that is. Um, But we have to we have to have spaces like that, where we can still enter in and have conversation where we can, are are we still really open to the work of the spirit in the church in communities, uh, you know, around community, um, city council, diocese, you know, like, what is God doing? And how, how does he use all of our experience and perspective and social location to actually create better, better communities that are just um, where everybody can prosper, not just a few people. So we have to be able to work together. Um, I think it's extremely challenging. Um, but I we, we've been working really hard and like, just like in, with other issues at CCDA, not without some hiccups and some real tension, you know, like, why are we talking about this? You know, we're black and we're white and we're brown and we're all in the same room, but sometimes we're not actually having the real conversations. Um, And so I think it's just a commitment to that is really critical. Cool. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we get to the conference that's happening in Cincy. But Lorenzo, I want to make sure, do you want to add anything to that? It's a pretty big question, but such an important one, I think, for CCDA feels like it's always had a real pulse on the moment, right? I mean, it's it's got this kind of history of responding to yeah. different moments through history, but we're living in one right now, right? Yeah, yeah, we we, we certainly are. And like you said, it's it, it makes people uncomfortable. But you know, there there are individuals and families and communities that just don't have an escape of that that discomfort, right? So it's kind of a it, it's kind of a, a point of privilege to escape discomfort. Um, and so CC, at CCDA, we're, we're not trying to dis- escape that discomfort. Um, we're really um, seeking the spirit on how we enter in and to exist alongside of people in the midst of that discomfort so that we can see the kingdom uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And you know, I think Myra, you know, summed it up beautifully. Um, and, and I would just add, it's, it's this story of redemption that we have to remain committed to. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's not going anywhere. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can remember even, you know, when the bombing of Iraq uh, started and uh, I, along with John Wilson, Hartgrove and Leah and others yeah. went to Iraq and um, to try to stand against the war and to document what was happening to the people in Iraq that mm-hmm. could feel sort of disconnected to the work in our neighborhood. To me, it felt very connected. You know, as Dr. King was saying, we can't tell, you know, the, the kids in our neighborhood not to use violence. If our government's using it, we got to speak consistently against violence. And I came back and CCDA really embrace that. I can remember it was pretty controversial in some circles, but CCDA steadily said, uh, you know, we want to talk about this. It does affect, I mean, the money that's invested in the military, that's divested from our schools and neighborhoods that, that all this is connected, right? It's all connected. Before we, before we uh, run out of time, um, part of CCDA is like this constant presence of building and healing, restoring neighborhoods, but one of the converging points is the annual conference. And uh, that's been something that's happened for 30 years and is happening. Uh, I'm sure folks will listen to this at different times, but um, many of you, you'll hear this in plenty of time to register for the annual conference, uh, which is in October, I believe, this year in Cincinnati. You want to tell us a little bit more about it, Lorenzo, like uh, yeah. pull, pulling that together and what's happening in Ohio? That's right. So uh, we're excited to be uh, in Cincinnati this year. Uh, if you want to find out more, because I know we're short on time, you can go to ccda.org slash conference, ccda.org slash conference. And what you'll find there is a description of, of all of the wonderful things that will happen. It's it's a multi-day experience. We generally have about 2,000 people who show up, uh, all who are dedicated to being in these spaces that we've been talking about throughout this conversation. Um, it's October 4th through the 7th. And this year's theme is embrace, and we'll be really be focusing on embracing love and truth and righteousness uh, and peace. And so, embrace. That, hope to it see feels you like there. such. It makes me feel so good too. I think it, yes. we need some. We need some like positive messaging and some constructive yes. things. Myra, anything as we close on just the last few seconds here that you want to send us out with? I just, you know, I hope that people, if you're able to, would join us um, because the staff is working super hard on this every year they do. And it just never disappoints. It really never disappoints. It's really a place where like, you're like, where have these people been on my life? (laughs) You know, and I think the people really walk away from that feeling encouraged and equipped and supported to go back in their communities and do amazing work. Yeah, and and that you make a really great point that for a lot of this, this is how we sustain ourselves. It's it's a family. Yes. It's people that carry the hard times together. I mean, even those folks that started this decades ago, when their spouses have died, when stuff's happened in their neighborhood that's hard to carry on their own. Like this is people yeah. that show up for each other, that care about each other. So. Check it out, y'all. I mean, there's all kinds of other regional gatherings. There's resources. Sometimes when people say to me, well, you know, is there, have you ever seen anything on gentrification? I'm like, yeah, we've got all kinds of workshops and books, you know, that are yes. archived at ccda.org. So if you're new to it, even if you're old to it, um, CCDA, a bright light in the world. So check it out, ccda.org. Thank you, Myra and Lorenzo, for being with me today. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Red Letter Christians podcast. Too often, Christians have used our faith as a ticket into heaven and a license to ignore the world we live in. But at Red Letter Christians, we believe our faith is not just about going to heaven when we die, but also about bringing heaven to earth while we live. For more information on Red Letter Christians and upcoming events, additional resources, you can go to the show notes or our website, redletterchristians.org. 
You can also support Red Letter Christians by giving a one-time donation or becoming a monthly sustainer. Just go to our website and click the red donate button. Thank you for being a part of this conversation and for being a part of this movement.